0: Welcome back to another bonus episode of Anime Deep Dive, the podcast that does in-depth reviews of different anime series. Due to the extent which plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning will now be in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the movie and are only looking for a recommendation, there will be a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to called Final Thoughts. This section will be spoiler-free where I give my overall opinion on the film and whether or not I think it's worth your time to watch it. So now that that's out of the way, let's deep dive into Trinity 7, Heaven's Library, and Crimson Lord. Released in 2019 by Studio 7 Arc Pictures, it has a runtime of a little over 60 minutes and I watched in sub. This time around there was no need or want for a recap of the season, we are dropped right into the story. Some of the 7 are searching the ruins of Akio's destroyed hometown when a red energy blast similar to the one Akio remembers killing her mother comes down from the sky. Arata who has become more proficient with magic is the first to react and attempt to divert the attack with one of his own. This fails and Arata gets a nice cuddle in Lilith's cleavage while being shielded. Ireda has gained confidence from when we last saw him. He thought he'd have a chance facing the Crimson Demon Lord the first time. While he was powerless against him, blocking the ugly-ass golem's punch was impressive. In order to gain strength to beat Abyss Trinity, Arda will need Judica, a weapon only a Demon Lord can wield. The issue is Arda may lose his mind upon attaining it. I thought the sword wrapping around Arda's arm and sticking into his delt was gross-looking, but it was nothing compared to the wings bursting out creating scales on his lower back. When the Trinity magic is kickstarted and the sword accepts Arata, I love how it responds to him like Jarvis. Good morning demon lord, there is a 100% chance of submission against the golem. When Judeka went compact and turned into a chain, I thought Arata was going to have to build up muscle on his neck with all the items he carries around it. It would be better if Judica turned into a busty human girl as soon as possible, only to reduce strain on Arata, no other reason. When it came to the grey haired girl with the eye patch, I was confused why she was with the crew seeing as she's a villain. So when they arrive at the Heavens Library and Lou attacks them, I was surprised it didn't happen sooner. They set her free which I thought was stupid and would bite them in the ass later, but instead she immediately went at them again. But what really confused me was Lou went from attacking them herself to saving everyone from the Crimson Demon Lord which made no sense, just leave them to die. We had our first viewing of Little Akio in the last movie, but she is a main focus now. I love her sweetly asking her if she looks cute in that form. Little Akio did her best, but she got whooped by Abyss Trinity, he tossed her around like it was nothing. I found a hypocritical Lise Skolzakio for taking a moment to rest her head on Arta after they were blown through a wall. When Lise pulls Arta into her world, she talks about liking him, gets perverted, strips down, and gives him a tongue bath. All in the name of magic transferring, of course. I did appreciate Arta's kind words to Lise. The old I like you for you approach. And how pragmatic is Arta when stuck in the red and purple magic sphere? Any other protagonist would be like, girls, get away, it's too dangerous. Art is like, I tell you it's too dangerous, but since you're already here, save me. Abyss Trinity is the Crimson Demon Lord, and like all others, his armor is fire. I felt bad, but also found it amusing he destroyed Akio's town by simply testing his power. Lilith is the daughter of the Crimson Demon Lord, carrying an element that will fully restore his powers. How many times did he start ripping energy from the gem in Lilith's chest? I felt like she was screaming in pain the majority of this movie. My dumbest moment was during the history flashback before the Crimson Demon Lord's hair was white. I was surprised by his hair color, but then I realized he's Lilith's dad, of course he'd be a redhead. When Abyss pulled out his sword going blow to blow with Arata, it was awesome. The sound design when the blades connected was sick. Everything in his fight was going well, Arata getting Lilith back to surpass Abyss was great, but then it had to finish with the you lose because you lack the power of friendship. How cheesy. Now I just want to get into some nitpicks. Akio's mother puts the symbol on her forehead before pushing her away. I get the mom would have no idea how far the shockwave would go, but little Akio only gets blown back a few feet. If the mom simply grabbed Akio's hand and ran off, I'm pretty sure both of them would have survived. I believe I mentioned the same thing in my review of Trinity 7 this season, but again the subtitles during some scenes flash on screen leaving little time to read them. I could see someone new to sub anime having a real problem with this. When Lilith first pulls out a rifle against the Crimson Demon Lord, I don't know if the animation skipped, but the way the barrel came into the frame looks strange to me. Another flop with the rifle is when Lilith shoots Abyss Trinity, who is a foot away from the barrel. She pulls the trigger and we see the blast exit the gun. It cuts to the Crimson Demon Lord's face, shows him raise his hand and stop the attack. But the shot would have already hit him with the duration of time between her shooting the gun and him extending his arm. In the next scene, with all the slashes it shows Levy perform, how did she only achieve one cut taking off Abyss Trinity's arm? The dragon appearing in the castle was weird and it being taken down by Yui, Iron and Levy was anticlimactic. It lightly exploded colorfully like a firework and I think I saw confetti falling from its body. During the final blow, how did Iron's slashing the Crimson Demon Lord leave a hole in his chest? This is not so much a nitpick just a fun tidbit. It has been well established Yui and Iron share identical looks. At one point it showed Iron in a separate part of the castle. Then it switched to Hidri ending the frame next to Arata and I was like how the hell did Iron get here? I just saw her with oh wait it's Hidri. Best girl waifu and harem. Best girl is Akio. She had the cleanest fight choreography and camera work of anyone in this film. We got to see a little of her backstory and overall she was my favorite girl this movie. Akio had a nice hug with Arata at the end and shared the moment of seeing her mom again with him. Hell no Akio's childlike form cannot be a waifu or in the harem. Final thoughts. I love Trinity 7 and this movie was just more of it. This is my third review covering the series and possibly my last if more animated content isn't greenlit. The adventure was fun, I got to see all the girls, and the villain was powerful. I can't ask much more than that. I would certainly recommend you watch Heaven's Library and Crimson Lord. Alright, that's going to be it for this month's bonus episode. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.